Hello, this is Tarkhan, in case you didn't already know, and I have something very special for you. This is a an audio recorded coaching session. Let's just say it's part, it's a part, it's the first part of an audio recorded coaching session that I did a couple of years ago with a client. Uh, this was her second coaching session with me. Her first one revolved around a, a man she wanted to manifest a marriage with and it it all happened very quickly for her she had a great deal of success and she ended up marrying this man so now uh, for her coaching her second session with me uh she was interested in you know learning how to deal with his family because now once she was married she was realizing there was a little bit of issues some issues with her family and uh so she approached me about that um so in this particular coaching session that's what we're dealing with and for those of you who don't know, who've never done coaching with me before, I offer an audio recorded response to your story, to your issue, problem, whatever you want to call it. Um, and these recordings tend to be very, very long, uh, three to four hours, some of them. And uh, this happened to be one that's just slightly over three hours. So I'm not posting the entire thing right now uh, because I don't want to overwhelm you. But this is the first part and I may roll out the other parts uh, in the future, in the near future. But if you want the entire recording now, the entire coaching session now, I've put that up on Koji. And uh, it's very simple. You go there, you download it. Uh, and the link for that is down below in the description box. You'll find it there. Uh, and of course, there'll be a link for uh, coaching with me if you are interested in doing something like this with me and having me give you an audio response. The link for that is down below as well. And just one quick note, of course, I have... Uh, deleted any and all references to her name, the name of uh, the SP, the name of anyone involved uh, to protect her privacy. So if you hear any kind of weird little dips, audio dips or cutouts, uh, you'll know that's just where I kind of took out her name um, and, and uh, her husband's name So um, to protect their privacy. So I hope that you enjoy this uh, and I hope it gives you an understanding, a little bit of my coaching style. It's a bit unique, so I'm offering you something, a little insight here into how I approach things. So uh, enjoy. Well, hello, hello again, and congratulations on getting married. This, of course, is Tarkhan. You know that already with your, with your reply. And uh, yes, so you got married, and now you have to deal with being married. <laughs> Do you see how our... Our sets of problems evolve with our manifestations, you see, right? And just like Abraham says, every life experience brings its challenges, its contrast, which then catapults us into an expansion, into a new set of desires so that we re recreate all over again, right? And this is how we grow. This is how we expand. And this is what we come here for. So challenges, as we call them, problems, as some people call them, are, of course, part of this game that we play here right uh so hey i wanted i wanted this guy back i met another guy just like him or better i got married and now we have these marriage issues right now i want to manifest something even more out of that so this is a good thing this is a good thing and i'm going to start by saying that these kinds of things are always positive so often we try to chase away problems try to solve problems you know, because we think uh, there shouldn't be any problems. Well, let's not call them problems anymore either. Let's call them triggers for growth, 
right? Uh, because these triggers for growth, this contrast, again, like I said, this is what causes us to expand. This is what creators do. There's always going to be something new that we want to create. There's always going to be new desires that are born out of challenging situations, right? Challenging life experiences, contrasting life experiences. They give us clarity. They show us where we want to be next. What is it we're reaching for now? Without them, that's like not having a compass because, hey, I want to be over there, but I don't even know where I am, right? So how do I know uh, where I want to be if I don't know where I am, right? That's kind of what it comes down to. So so first of all, you know, a, a good attitude to adopt, and I realize it's easier said than done, but a good attitude to adopt is always going to be, thank you for this new set of challenges. Thank you for this new opportunity to expand, to uh, test and grow and work my manifesting muscle and power. Look at everything I've created already. And these wonderful things that I've created and manifested in my life have caused me have caused me to reach for even more, have caused me to, to go for even more clarity about who I am and what it is I really want, right? So, so much of this, what you said, is about you getting in touch with yourself again because here it is, you want the approval of his family, you want his approval uh, for your beliefs, and you're looking for permission from other people to, uh, to be okay about yourself and to reach for more and to grow in the direction that you prefer to grow in. And again, you don't need that permission, right? But we're going to we're going to talk about that because again, this is this is what it comes down to especially when we manifest with relationships and we manifest with other people. Other people are going to be fickle, right? They're going to be, you know, they're going to go back and forth and when we try so hard to please other people because we think that's what we need, we need their approval to feel good about ourselves. It comes back down to that that fundamental thing that I always say, screw them. Okay, <laughs> screw them. And that's not in a mean way. That's not to tell them, hey, you know what? Uh, I don't like you or you're a terrible person. They're not terrible people. They're just, you know, they're just not on your level. And they don't need to be on your level. Neither do you need to be on theirs. You don't need to now be the shining star uh, for his family. Okay, you don't need to be, uh, you know, make yourself or mold yourself into something that makes you acceptable to them. That's not what this is about, right? This is about you getting in touch with yourself in the deepest, most genuine uh, way possible. And so that's what this is about. And I think a lot of what, what I'm seeing here is your fear of, again, uh, you know, and we all have this. We all have this, but it's your fear of if they don't approve of me, there must be something wrong with me. So I must change. I must hide uh, my thoughts, my feelings, who I am in order to gain this approval from them. Because without this approval, somehow, um, you know, it's it's like it's like they're not giving you permission to be a complete person or, or a person who is deserving of, of respect and uh, dignity, uh, right? Like everybody else. So that's what we got to get past. All right. We got to get past that idea. And again, that that's going to come down to just standing up for ourselves, all right, putting our foot down and saying, you know what, I respect your opinion. Maybe you don't respect my opinions or my beliefs, but I'm going to keep believing those things and I'm not going to hide. That's, kind of, that's an act of self-love. That's an act of self-love, even though it may seem confrontational. Um, you'd be surprised at just how much people can respect you all of a sudden when you put your foot down like that and when you stand firm and say, well, you can do your thing, but I'm going to do my thing and I'm not going to apologize about it, nor am I going to explain myself to you because I don't owe you any explanations, you see. That is an act of self-love. That's also an act, like I said, that will often get people to kind of back off and they go, okay, well, 
don't mess with her because she's pretty well firmly rooted in who she is and what she believes in. And she's not coming after me or my beliefs because that's what, what it comes down to, you see. When, when you have his family feeling challenged by your belief system, right, they think that your way of believing is somehow challenging to them because they actually feel very insecure in their belief system. They don't completely believe it. People who completely believe what they claim to believe, um, you know, don't feel threatened by other people's belief systems. All right. So, so, but of course, here it is again, because you feel that way. You feel threatened in your belief system. And maybe there's a part of you that's also still kind of hanging on this idea of, well, maybe I'm wrong, or maybe this isn't quite right. Or, or, you know, maybe I, I need to apologize for this way of thinking, because it's, it's not some common way of thinking. Of course, it's way more common than you realize. But but the thing is that as you have this this insecurity about yourself, it's playing out through all these other people. You see, right? Because again, your external environment is just a reflection of of what's going on inside of you, and how you're looking at yourself, and what you believe, and what you do. Um, you know, if you feel like you need to hide that because you feel uh, threatened somehow by it, then there are going to people are going to show up in a way that seems threatening to your belief systems and of course they're doing it because they feel threatened in their belief systems so so here we are and what you know what happens is basically that we become a vibrational match to people like that so as we feel insecure in what we believe and what we do and we feel threatened in that by or we feel that that thing is threatened somehow then we somehow attract people or versions of them that also feel uh, uh, that their beliefs are threatened somehow or feel vulnerable in some way, right? Uh, or inadequate or feel like they, they have to defend something. So as you feel you have to defend something, the people around you start to show up in a way that they are also showing that they feel they need to defend something. And so again, it comes down to you accepting yourself on a level 110% of who you are, not hiding, and, and working on that part of yourself that feels threatened by this and that feels vulnerable by this, right? So that's what, I think that's the gist of, if you want to call this an introduction, because of course I'm going to go through your email here, but, um, you know, if, if you kind of, right off the bat, just looking at it, this is kind of what I'm seeing here. But we'll get into this more in detail, more intricately, as I go through your email. So, hi Tarkon, and hi. I was just watching your video about saying things are good, but, and realized I did that in my last email, while admitting it is being on the road to recovery. I thought, <laughs> whatever that saying is, no, there's nothing for you to recover from. But, you know, it's it's one of those things, even as a coach and even as doing this, I still have ideas, I still have things to learn, and I was doing the same thing. These are habits, you know, um, and that's the thing about so much of this manifesting stuff is that it's about habits right because all this resistance is just stuff we've practiced for so long that it feels normal to us and really when you look at it objectively you realize there's nothing normal about that there's nothing normal about being self-defeating or talking oneself down or feeling badly about oneself or feeling powerless there's nothing normal about that really when you think about it uh, but it feels normal because we've practiced that kind of thinking and that kind of way of speaking and looking at the world for so long that our mind has accepted it as being the norm so that's why when we start introducing new better habits it takes a while it can seem challenging and the mind you know want it doesn't want to accept it right away and so people go well when am I gonna feel better when is this gonna work well you just the, the thing about it is persistence that's it and just keeping at it until the, feeling better 
and having a better outlook and being centered is the new norm, right? That's the thing. I always stress to people, don't try to get rid of the old bad habit. You just keep practicing a better habit, a new habit until that becomes a habit. So that part of it can seem frustrating to people because it seems to take so long. But you know, it, it takes long at first and then it gets easier and, it, and quicker because your mind begins to uh, adapt to this new way of thinking, this new way of doing things. So really with all of this stuff, persistence is key and it comes down to what you decide is true, right? So I, I you know, that video I did, it, it was something that occurred to me that I had also been doing in my life, you know? Oh, oh, things are looking good, but there's all this stuff. You know, it's, it's sort of like, oh, what if I just turn it around? A lot of this is about tricking yourself, tricking your mind a little bit because your mind is just sort of this receptacle of stuff, you know? It just soaks things up it soaks up experiences and then you sort of formulate ideas and opinions about that well or you see these things as evidence right like oh well well look uh, i was thinking that nothing ever works out for me then this thing happened that was bad and so therefore i have proof now that things don't work out for me so you see i was correct when in fact you were creating it by just constantly chanting and affirming that things don't work out for you see that's the realization we have to come to when we become practitioners of this stuff when we become deliberate creators and manifestors we have to begin looking at our patterns deliberately as well we have to look at what we've been doing and where we really learn to pay attention to ah i just caught myself doing that this is something i've been doing so long that i don't even notice it anymore you know, this is the way I've been speaking to myself for so long that I don't even notice it anymore. And so I have to begin now with training myself to notice it first. And once I notice it, then I can be, I can catch it in its infancy and I can turn it around and I can begin introducing a new way of thinking right away, right away, right away, as often as possible and as long as possible. And then with time, that new way of thinking becomes the new normal for me. So things like the little, you know, things are good, but turning the, that around to saying when your mind goes, oh, things are terrible, saying and then saying, but there's all this great stuff happening, but look at how this is working out in my life, but look how far I've come, but look how much I've learned, but look how I'm getting better and better at this every day, but look how strong I am, but look how powerful I am, but, you know, so you just keep doing that so that you don't give your mind a chance to just go down the road with all that negative thinking. Right? Because that's what most of us allow our minds to do because we think the mind is in charge. We've been taught that the mind is in charge. It's not in charge. You as a consciousness are in charge of your mind. It's your tool. You're not the tool of your mind, right? You decide what, what you want your mind to, to think and to, and to believe. You decide that. So you begin introducing new, better patterns of thought and habits of thought. And your mind will fall into line. It will. It has to. It belongs to you, not the other way around. So, yes, it's the guy who looked like has the same name as my specific person, or should I say former specific person. I still care about the other. I haven't, and, and you should. There's no reason you shouldn't care about him. I haven't heard from him and still think of him from the time to time. I think that's normal and healthy. Yes, sure, it's normal and healthy. There's nothing wrong with that. And look, you know, I want to say, I want to commend you too, because so many people that watch my channel and clients, you know, I, I always stress this idea to them. I say, look, you want this specific person, this particular form. Now, you can have them. Okay, but you have to let go of it needing to be them. And, and when, when you do let go of it, it can be them. But it, it could also be somebody else, somebody much better that fits, fits the of what it is that you want.
no pun intended there. But you see, I have to. I want to commend you because you. Most people put up a lot of resistance to that when I say it because they think what I'm saying is that they should just give up on their specific person and just go look for somebody else or manifest somebody else. And of course, I'm saying exactly the opposite of that. But there's they have so much resistance around it, you know, that they think uh, I'm trying to trick them somehow. But you just ran with it, so <laughs> so it's good. I think when you when you did the work and you opened yourself up and you aligned yourself with what you wanted, this other came in right and it was such a close match to what you wanted and here here it is you're married with them you know um and of course the marriage you know like i said already these things bring their own set of challenges they're supposed to because now that you have somebody that you've married you've manifested this person here you are and your life is now very different than it was several months ago um you know it brings with it new challenges because now it, your journey hasn't ended in terms of your growth, right? In terms of you finding your own power, in terms of you deciding who it is you are now, what it is you want now. That will always keep going through, through the remainder of your life. But now you understand the power that you have to create in exactly the way that you want. And now you understand that the, even these challenging situations bring you clarity. That they're, they're, they're there to work on your behalf, not against you. Just like all this stuff going on in the world right now, it's changing people's lives uh, for the better in a lot of ways on an individual level. And as we change ourselves and improve ourselves on an individual level, that will filter up to change and influence the collective in a positive way, you see. So there's a lot of good things coming out of this, this mayhem right now. People may not all see it right now they may not not everyone may see it right now all they see are problems it's like the moment they turn it around i see a lot of people coming to a lot of clarity right now about their lives rethinking things uh, you know looking for different ways to do things and so often stuff like this will come along in our lives it is really just a reflection of what we've been doing on the inside how we, what we've been believing how we've been aligning ourselves with things that we don't want you see you know, there's so much negativity in this world that we practice on an individual and a collective level that something like this was bound to happen, not to punish us, right? Not to even like, you know, but just as a reflection, as a direct reflection of what we've been putting out there. And I think maybe right now, slowly, people are starting to come to some kind of understanding of that. Whether they call it law of attraction or not, or they call it something else, I think there's a sort of collective kind of you know, people are kind of taking a little time out right now to go, oh, what's been going on? Why is this happening? And what part have I played in it? And what part do I play in it? And how can I change myself and the way I look at myself and the way that I feel about myself and the world um, in a more positive way is to have more positive outcomes? And so it is with your life. Your individual existence is what we come here for. We come here to have these challenging experiences so that we can create our way through them. So then we have the next set so that we can always have the clarity, always be reaching for more, always be evolving and growing. But you you really, you know, I got off on a tangent there, because but I wanted to say about that paragraph, congratulations, because you understand that it's not about the form so much. You understand that there was something deeper going on that you wanted and then that thing could come to you in any kind of form that will be pleasing to you, right? And so many people, when they're stuck on the one thing, the one person, they can't see any other person, any other possibility. That's actually a very lackful mindset. That's a very limiting mindset. But when you open yourself up to the abundance that is always around you and always has been, you can see it could be that. It could be this 
It could be Joe. It could be, uh, you know, Danny. It could be whoever, Stephen, right? Because what it comes down to is that those people will have the elements of what it is that you want. Because what it is that you want is really about who you are on the inside, what you're reaching for on the inside. Because you get to feel the way that you want to feel right now, whether there's a Joe or a Stephen or a Danny in your life or not. You get to decide to feel that way now. And once you do, all those people will come in as a match to that, you see. And this will be the same thing that you're going to apply here to the, your, his family and your relationship with them right now. What it comes down to is that you don't need them to change in order for you to feel good about yourself and what you're doing and what you believe in and to keep following that path that you feel urged and called to follow and to align with with that inside of yourself and to see this, how they're showing up as only a reflection of how you're showing up about it inside yourself. You feel a need to apologize for what you believe in because you have still this kind of need to get people's approval, to get them to love you because you think something terrible will happen if his family doesn't love you and embrace you fully. Maybe he'll stop loving you is possibly what you think. But nothing could be further from the truth because the moment you love yourself and you've already seen this play out in your life in a positive way, the fact that he's even there, the moment you love and accept yourself unapologetically, because there's nothing for you to apologize for, there's nothing for you to hide, once you accept yourself on that level, they will too, they will have to, because they won't have a choice, because that version of them is the version that will, that will shine for you, because you have now uh, decided to put more uh, uh, importance on how you feel, rather than how they feel, all right? So that's what, what it's going to come down to here. So these challenges are good for you right now. And they're going to continue to be good for you because they will continue to fine-tune your manifesting ability, to fine-tune your understanding about yourself and, 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 and your part in your life and the results that you get in your life, that you are directly responsible for them. That's not a, to lay blame, but that's just saying that's your power. That's your power. That's all of our power. We are directly responsible for these things. So if we, you know, conjured up a situation where we have these weird relationships with people or they're showing up in weird, unwanted, unpleasant ways, we have the power to then also have them show up in better ways. And the way we do that is to bring it back inside, bring it back to ourselves and turn around the way that relationship that we have with, with ourselves and the relationship we have with what we believe in at this point, right? Because this is a lot of what, what it's about, your email, what you believe in, and this this need or this you feel you have this need to defend it somehow. And so here they then show up in a way that says they also feel they need to defend their beliefs, right? Like I already said when I started this recording. Well, you can see that directly feeding into itself. You see that those two ways of thinking and looking at, at this thing are a match to each other. They're a match to each other. So that if you think that you have to defend what you believe in and hide what you believe in, how can you ever attract people or energy that is somehow not a match to that? You just can't because that's what law of attraction is. That like attracts like, like energy attracts like energy, like thinking attracts like thinking. And there are other versions of them there for you to plug into the moment you let go of the need to defend what, you, what it is you believe in, to hide what it is you believe in, or, to, or this need for other people to love you and accept you. You don't need them to. 
You just need to learn to accept and love yourself, period. And when you do so, and you do so without apologizing, there's nothing for you to apologize for. You're not hurting anybody, right? They will see that. They will get more respect for you. And then another version of them will emerge as a result. And you see it, you've seen it already with with here, right? So you, you can see that you can influence your external reality directly by influencing yourself. So nothing has changed in terms of how it works, really, you know? So, so, so you can apply this to a specific person. You can apply this to, you know, family members, to friends, to coworkers, to strangers on the street. You ever notice when you're having a great day and you just feel awesome about yourself and you walk down the street, everyone seems to smile at you. And you ever notice when you have a terrible day, people all seem to frown at you or ignore you or, you know, be mean to you, right? <laughs> I mean, that's what it comes down to. You can see all the extras out there in your life that walk down the street, the strangers, are always responding vibrationally to what you've got going on, what you're putting out, right? So it's time to notice that because that, that shows you the power lies squarely with you and not with them. So everything is good. I would marry again every day and twice on Sunday. Well, good. That's excellent. I've never had a guy treat me this well, and he is my best friend. And isn't that what you wanted? Isn't that what you wanted, right? It was a way that you wanted to feel. I want to feel appreciated. I want to feel wanted. I want to feel loved. I want to feel like I'm special. I want somebody to come in and help me feel that way. But that's the trick. We can't expect other people to come and do it for us. You did it first. You did it first. You aligned with yourself first. You started to see yourself as special first, you see. And then somebody was able to come in as a match to that. It's important to understand that. And I'm sure that you do, but it's important to keep driving that point home and to keep bringing it up because it's important to practice that idea over and over, even now. Because that's what happens so many times. It's like we, we manifest somebody into our lives, and now what, right? <laughs> because... You know, it's it's vital to keep the work going, right? It, it's it's like it doesn't work when you go, oh, now I got what I wanted or a version of what I wanted. Now I can stop. Now I can stop loving myself. Now I can stop appreciating myself. Now I can, you know, I can kick back and relax. The work keeps going, you know, because what happens is that it starts to, that if you, you know, like you said, I could use a, a bit of a vibe tune-up, right, that, that there are still areas little things that are still stuck in your crawl about things, right? Where, where it's like, there's still some work to be done and that's okay. That shouldn't discourage you. It's just that this stuff is showing up now to show that to you, to show where you still have a lot of resistance going on, that there could be even more of what you want coming in, right? That, that you could, you could also, you know, manifest better relationships with these people around you right now that you find yourself in a situation with now because you know when we marry people we often also marry their family uh, it's just kind of the way it is but uh, you know but even if it wasn't the case with them it would be the case with somebody else so it's showing you it's showing up in order to show you hey there's still some stuff going on here there's still some resistance going on. There's still some limiting beliefs going on. And so identify those, right? Uh, see where they are and then go and then start to introduce better feeling, better, uh, 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 more positive ideas and, and, and beliefs, right? To kind of override those. That's the idea. 
I'll say it again, and you know me by now, I'll repeat a lot of stuff in this recording because I think it's important and I think repetition is key to understanding and to get the mind to accept things. Just like I say, keep doing it, keep doing it, keep telling yourself better, a better feeling story, right? Keep practicing the positivity, keep practicing it because it's a practice, right? At some point, the mind is going to accept it as truth. It will accept as truth what you decide is truth. That's all that it comes down to really. Right, so you can see here that there's still some stuff kind of going on. We have some resistance. So you know, I want to urge you, and I would urge anybody, you know, just because you got the guy now and you got the marriage and you got a lot of what you wanted, doesn't mean that that you kind of, you know, just kind of you can relax for a little while. But it's like the work keeps going. You know, the work on yourself keeps going. It's an ever evolving project. You are an ever evolving project. And that's a good thing. That's what makes life interesting. That's why we come here. You know, in, in non-physical, we just think of something and there it is. It gets boring after a while, I think. You know, being being there in, outside of a body where everything just kind of happens for us. We want to come and have a little bit of a challenge, a little bit of a, some fun in this environment. Well, let's see if we can create against some current of negativity and BS and stuff going on. If we can create through that, that could be a fun experience for us. So we're going to run this experience. But all the experiences we run, we decide. We decide before we come in. We also decide while we're here. Because, you know, there's the idea of destiny. Well, is it just the way it's supposed to be? No. We decide a certain set of experiences that we're going to have when we come into a certain, uh, when we put on a certain costume, right? For each lifetime, we put on a certain costume. You're wearing the costume. I'm wearing the Tarkon costume for this one. Okay. And so we decide, oh, I'm going to be born over there and I'm going to have these types of parents and we're going to have this kind of uh, economic situation and I'm going to have these challenges, maybe physical ones, maybe this, and then I'll... What I'll do is, in that, through that, I will create better for myself. I will move through that and come in touch with myself and, and relearn, as I've deliberately forgotten that I'm a powerful creative being, uh, I will relearn that and rediscover that. And on that path, when I reemerge back into non-physical, I'll be even more powerful. I'll be even more uh, uh, centered on myself. I'll be even more uh, 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 understanding of my true power, you see. I'm even more appreciative of what I have and what I do and who I am, this eternal creative being, right? So it's like, why do people go skydiving? You know, why do people climb mountains? Why do people give themselves these challenges and sometimes kind of freaky challenges because they like that adrenaline rush, they like the challenge of it, they like the way that it makes them feel alive, right? So that's why we do this stuff. So the work is never done. Just like Abraham Hicks says, right? You can't get it wrong and you can't get it done. You'll never get it done, right? Uh, so that's kind of the fun part of this. So your work continues, okay? So this is now showing up to you in a way that there's still some stuff for you to work on. There's still some stuff, areas for you to look at where you have limiting beliefs going on. And so these people are showing up, again, uh, uh, not as enemies and not to punish you or to make your life miserable, but as tools, so, you know, a, a very powerful thing to do and to begin to practice is when these kinds of people, especially challenging people show up in your life, there's challenging things that show up, but challenging people tend to be even more, you know, feel even heavier somehow, right? Because it's other people, quote unquote, but really they're just showing up in a certain way as a reflection of how you're showing up inside yourself. So a great thing to begin to practice is to begin to practice appreciation for them. 
right? So now, <laughs> here you go, Tarkon, seriously, you know, these people are getting on my nerves, you read the email, you know, what, really, you want me to be appreciative of them? Yes, because that changes the narrative in your mind. When you can say, hey, you annoying person, <laughs> it's making my life a living hell right now, you obnoxious so-and-so, yeah, I, I'm really appreciative of you. Thank you for coming in and being obnoxious and showing me where I still have some things going on that that limiting beliefs that I can that I got to sort out and hammer out a little bit, you know. Thank you for showing me, so I appreciate you. And of course, now that you've shown me, you can buzz off. No, but you know, the, <laughs> but they will, or they won't buzz off, but they'll change as you change, right? Uh, and you'll see that happening. They will, as you kind of like pull back. And I always say this, you know. We have a tendency to want to get into a confrontation with people and try to convince them of our point of view because we need them to change so that we can feel good about ourselves, which is exactly kind of what it sounds like they're doing with you, right? Most people do this. That's why we argue. That's why we have all these jabbering nincompoops on the television arguing back and forth about politics. And, you know, and none of them ever convince the other person of anything. They just sit there. They get their blood pressure up for like an hour or 10 minutes or whatever. And then, you know, they think they've accomplished something. And they haven't accomplished anything. So this whole idea of trying to change other people in the way they think and convincing them of your point of view is just futile. What, it, what you do is you go, ah, oh, thanks for showing up as a reflection of how I've been showing up to myself. And now I understand where I need to make some adjustments. So thank you so much for that. I, I'm so appreciative of you doing that. Uh, you, you're my teacher. And they are. They are our teachers. The, the most difficult people in our lives are our teachers. So say thank you for the teachers, uh, because the teachers are the ones that cause you to move forward. And that includes all the people who've ever dumped us and broken our hearts and all that kind of stuff, because without them, we wouldn't be here doing this work right now. We wouldn't be enjoying what we enjoy right now. Without them, we wouldn't have come into a fuller understandings of ourselves, our power, our ability to create. We wouldn't have have had the 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 urge and the drive to become better versions of ourselves, because that's what happens in non-physical. Everything is there for you the moment you think of it. Where's the challenge in that? Where's the where's the need to the drive to move forward and to expand and to grow and evolve and learn? Right? You can only do that in an environment like this, in this kind of heavy, challenging kind of even obnoxious, annoying environment with these obnoxious, annoying people that come and, you know, ah, I was doing fine. I was doing just fine. Everything was cool. And then you come along. <laughs> you know? And then you showed me uh, everything's not cool. So, but, you know, that's usually the stage where people get stuck. They get stuck at that stage of, well, screw you. You, you know, you upset the apple cart. Now what? Well, now what is that you take a look on the inside and you take a look at how you can now reach for more inside yourself and for yourself. And that's going to propel you forward. And that's going to help you create better situations, better relationships, better outcomes in your life. And that's going to show you just what a powerful creator you are. So then you turn around and you go, God damn, thank you for that. Thank you for teaching me, obnoxious person. So that's a very powerful thing that you can begin to practice here that will already, as you practice it more and more, will already start to improve things for you because it's all about the story you tell yourself about this.
If you see something as a problem and consistently practice it as being a problem, it will continue to just be a problem. If you dismiss something and go, that's not a problem, it's a challenge, it's not a problem. All right, it's an obstacle, but obstacles can be overcome, but it's not a problem. Then suddenly the thing doesn't become a problem because you've now told yourself in your mind and trained yourself to look at it from a different angle as a teaching tool as an opportunity for growth, then that's what it becomes for you, you see. For the next person over who's having a similar experience and they don't do that and they just keep seeing it as a problem and keep trying to get on top of the problem, keep trying to argue with those people, it will just continue to be a problem. Whereas for you, it won't be. And that's why we seem to have all this quote-unquote inequality on this planet when you go, well, why does that person uh, seem to be luckier than this person? Lucky, quote-unquote again, air quotes. Well, there's no such thing as that. It's that that person is creating differently than that person. That person is just aligning with different things than that person is. They might have had the same set of challenges coming up, but one person becomes like a CEO and the other person lives in a trailer park. You know, <clears throat> do we just say it's circumstance? It's just life happening to them? It's just, there's just, it's just unfair? Well, no, because that person is running the experience of being in the trailer part. That person's running the experience of being the CEO. They all have their own set of challenges going through those experiences, but they chose those experiences ultimately. And on a subconscious level, they definitely chose. Maybe not on a conscious level they didn't. They couldn't point out to you where they made a, sat down and made a decision, hey, I'm going to do this, I'm going to be poor, I'm going to be sick. All right, but subconsciously, they certainly did it. And once they come to the realization, if they ever do in this lifetime, and it's okay if they don't, they'll do it in another lifetime. They'll re-emerge back into non-physical and all the resistance will drop the moment that you do, right? But the thing is that if they do become self-aware, if, if that does drive them to a point of saying, well, there's got to be more, there's got to be better, how do I get that? That will cause them to seek answers, right? And which then causes them to find answers and causes them to apply those solutions or try them out at the very least and see what works and what doesn't. And then kind of realize that the whole time they've had the power, the whole time they've had the power to change and grow. You know, I did this years ago. I applied this to my dating life because I, w I wanted to date a lot of people, a lot of girls. And I wasn't getting a, even a single girl, to, you know, to date me. But, and I always thought, ah, oh, it's them, and, or I'm not good looking enough, or this is the problem, or my money is, I don't have money, or whatever. I came up with all these things that were just sort of, I convinced myself were outside of my power to change. And, but it was that frustration that one day I sat down and I said, well, wait a minute. It can't just be that everybody else is terrible or, or rejecting me. It has to be something with me because I see these patterns in my life. So, and they all seem to be related. It's like similar things happening. So what's going on? And that caused me to look for answers. It caused me to then find answers because what I said, even at the time, I wasn't directly communicating with the universe or my inner being, but I was just sort of saying, well, I want answers. That's my, that was my desire. And so answers came in the form of books, in the form of videos, in the form of these teachings that I'm teaching now, right? So you see how, that, that, how things can change around or how these challenging situations can drive us forward, all right? And all that whole tangent just now is, is still about that. Um, because, you know, once you understand that, recognize it, then these challenges won't be so ominous. They won't be so overpowering. The, you'll realize that they are within your power to quote-unquote solve or move past at the very least because it's always going to be about you reaching for more. But you have to begin, of course, and we'll get into that some more, and I know you probably remember this from, my last, uh, 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 from the last session. You have to begin with being okay with where you are. 
right? So that's where it starts because if you're trying to get away from where you are so badly, then really you're practicing that energy and that focus and that vibration of, of, of lack, of being unhappy with where you are and all you're going to attract then are more situations to be unhappy about. So the idea isn't, I need to be over there because I'm so unhappy over here. I need to be over there because only over there can I be happy. Well, what usually happens with that kind of thinking is that you can get over there, but then you still won't be happy. It's like people who want to have money their whole lives. Suddenly they win the lottery or suddenly they make money and they're still not happy. You always hear about people like this, millionaires, and they give everything up to go, you know, live with some Tibetan monks somewhere in the Himalayas, right? And I'm like, what happened to you, man? Oh, I went and followed some guru in India. I gave everything up. I was a successful lawyer. You know, I had millions of dollars in the bank. Ugh, I gave it all up because something was still missing. So that's what happens when you kind of like have that mindset of, well, I'll be happy once I have the money. I'll be happy once that person changes their behavior. I'll be happy once this person uh, loves me again. I'll be happy, you know, and all this kind of stuff. You got to be happy with where you are now and reach for more. That's the trick. The trick isn't needing things to change. It's wanting things to change, but being okay with how they are right now. Because I'll tell you where you are is always on the way to where you want to be. And that's another idea that you can begin to practice right now and tell yourself that's a great uh, uh, affirmation to practice that isn't so specific to your situation, which is more general, which is a good thing, okay? Uh, you can keep telling yourself that. Listen, where I am right now is on the way to where I want to be. Where I am right now is always on the way to where I want to be, right? So again, it's about changing your perspective and just changing the narrative and you have the power to do that. So now let's get into the actual gist of your email now. Okay, so my spirituality in regards to and his family. I feel like I have to stifle it. Well, if you feel like you have to stifle it, right? Remember this. If you feel like you have to stifle it, that feeling is emanating from you and moving outwards kind of like a broadcast. So all the things that match you feeling like you have to stifle stifle your spirituality will come towards you, right? Um, and of course, I know maybe this seems obvious, yeah? But uh, but again, you know, it's, it's, I mean, part of this whole thing of me saying it and looking at it as a third party is sometimes it helps to hear that from somebody else and go, oh, right, of course, you know? Um, <laughs> of course, this is how it works. So there's something inside of you that already felt that you needed to stifle this. Yeah. And I think you mentioned that later on to reg with regards to your family experience growing up, but to uh, understand that, that this is, this is not something that just came out of nowhere, right? It very likely didn't just begin with, uh, once you married and then now you have this relationship with his family, um, that suddenly you feel the need to stifle your spirituality. You already had this understanding. You already had something like that going on in your vibration, this sense that I must hide myself and what I believe. Uh, maybe people will think I'm crazy. Uh, maybe my family will think I'm crazy. Maybe they'll think that I'm going against their beliefs. Uh, they'll fight me on this. So there's this maybe this bit of fear and, under, and uh, idea going on that I have to defend the way that I believe because somebody might try to take it away from me. And so then suddenly here you are with all these people who also feel vulnerable in their beliefs and feel like that your belief will somehow take away from their belief. 
and this and, and this is what we have in this world you know it's oh no you you got to be like me you got to think like me you got to accept my god i got i can't accept your god when it's all the same thing really right it's just different expressions of it do we all want to look the same do we all want to be named you know tarkon do we all, you know do we all want to have you know certain color eyes no, God, we're all pieces of God coming in to experience itself and look at itself through infinite different perspectives, not just the different perspectives of different people, but the cat, the dog, even the rock and the moss and the, and the water and the river and the sky and that cloud and this cloud and all of it, all of it, all the other worlds out there in the universe and all the other whatever creatures are out there, you know, besides us out there in, in the universe. I mean, it's all infinite, infinite perspectives. Infinite God splitting into infinite different perspectives and reveling in that experience. From, from universal mind, these things aren't even a problem. Only from the ego mind are they a problem because the ego thinks it has something to lose. And even in this case, it thinks it has its beliefs to lose. Somebody's going to try to take them away from me. Someone's going to try to convince me otherwise. Therefore, I must be on my guard. And so you start this off with, I feel I have to stifle it. That's very telling that you start that paragraph off in that way because it tells me that that fear is emanating from inside of you, that you feel you have to protect your beliefs against something or against other people. And so therefore, of course, they show up in a way that makes you feel even more like that. That's a manifestation, right? It's important to understand that that's a manifestation. In-laws, in and of themselves, so in general, in-laws can be a challenge and can be weird. Again, that's a belief that you already carried around with you. Maybe you observed that growing up. Maybe you observed it in your parents and how they dealt with their in-laws, right? Uh, and then that sort of informed you as a child and you soaked it up in, in your child brain and went, oh, well, that's, that's how things are. That must be how things are. There must not be another way. So you've adopted this as a belief system in your life. So often these belief systems aren't even ones that we come up with. They're kind of handed down to us, right? From generation to generation. Nobody knows where it all began, but here we are living it out, right? With this set of beliefs that aren't even, you know, probably whoever came up with that is already long dead. We've never met them, right? We're never going to meet them, but here we are with their belief systems, with the result of their experiences whenever they lived and whatever time they lived through, here we are practicing their limiting belief systems. And so, yeah, well, that can seem like, well, what can we do about it then, Tarkan? Well, we, we introduce new belief systems. Like I said already, we decide what we believe in. We get to decide that. But understand first that all of this is coming from you here. You know, it has to be that way. That's not to lay blame on you again. And, and people always misunderstand that point. It's not to lay blame on anybody. It's actually meant to empower you. It's actually meant to show you where your power is. That, that as you're practicing these ideas and you have practiced them for so long, that your life keeps bringing you situations that reflect and emanate those ideas. Right? So, so it's a reflection. You're looking in the mirror is all that's going on here. Right? And so what do you do? And I've said this before. What do you do if you want the mirror image to smile at you? You don't show up with a frown and curse the mirror because it's not smiling back at you. You understand it's a mirror. The more you practice the idea that this is a mirror, this physical reality, and it's just mirroring back to you what you have going on inside you, what your beliefs are, your dominant beliefs uh, uh, about yourselves, about yourself, about the world are, then you can understand, oh, that's where 
that's where I show up differently. That's what I work on right there. So you have to introduce new ideas. You can practice the idea. I don't need to defend myself against anything or my beliefs against anything or anyone. They're mine. They're always going to be mine. No one can take that away from you, right? No one, you don't have to stifle it, right? You practice that idea. But whatever they do has to become irrelevant. And I know I made that crack earlier about, you know, when you marry someone, you marry their family too. But it was a crack. You're not married to them. You're married to is more married to his family than you are, right? So let's sort that out with them. That's his path. That's not your path. Your, you know, your path with is a different path, okay? And their path with him is a different path. Maybe they're afraid you're going to change him and pull him away from the Christian ideal. Well, that's something they have to sort out with him. You know, that, and, and again, from their end, they were already practicing that belief as well, so that now they were already practicing that, that idea. They have to defend their belief system from people out there. So then you came in with that going on in your vibration that you have to defend your belief system, and so here you are a perfect match to each other on that level, you see. That's what law of attraction is. We attract people who think the way we do about things, right, who have a similar vibration going on, Okay, that's how it works. We, we change our vibration because there are infinite versions of them, just like there are infinite versions of you. If you change your vibration, you, you plug into a different version of that says, I don't got to defend my, my spirituality, my beliefs against anything or anyone. They're mine, and I, so I'm not even going to treat this as a problem. I'm not even going to, okay, let them talk. That's fine. I don't care. I don't have to hide this. I don't have to stifle it, right? Let them do their thing. They'll show up differently too eventually. They will start, a different version of them will begin to emerge that is more in line with what you're now practicing, the version of yourself that you're now practicing and plugging into, you see. All right, it's important to remember that stuff. Um, so you're not married to them. And you don't need to convince them of anything, and you don't need to defend yourself against them for anything, and you don't need to uh, uh, fight them on anything, okay? And you don't need to protect your beliefs. Um, so, but it feels compounded by this aspect. His sister and father in particular are very Christian. Um, I've had problems with my own fa ah, Here we go, see? There it is. I've had problems with my own family not approving of my spirituality or lack of religious beliefs. So there you go. Just like I said, and I, I knew it was, I thought it was later in the email, but here it is. You know, I read the emails through, and then I read them again, and then I go through them bit by bit. Sometimes I forget where a part was, but I remember the, the general kind of themes um, as I go into the recording of it. Uh, but yeah, so there you are. So you see that this is something that you've already been practicing a long time. Probably since you were a child, or at the very least a young adult, when you came into an understanding of your own about the world, right? And when you began to look for your own kind of belief system and began to discover that, you know, that, it, and then suddenly you understood, you had this idea that, well, this is going to go against my family's beliefs, and therefore maybe there's an element of this going on. I'm not honoring them by not honoring their beliefs that they taught me, I'm, or they're going to fight me, so I have to be prepared for a fight and a battle. I, I have to defend how I believe, or at the very least, I have to hide what I believe uh, from them because I need them to accept me, I need them to love me, I need them to be okay with me, right? So, so, so you can see how you've brought that belief into this situation with and his family. It's not that his family showed up and suddenly plopped this set of problems in your lap. It already existed. It already existed. So, so as you go through your life, 
carrying the same belief around limiting belief around with you that somehow what you believe isn't okay isn't going to be acceptable to other people that you have to fight other people about it you have to hide what you believe that you have to defend what you believe then no matter whether it's and his family or Joe and his family or or a co-worker or a boss or anybody else or someone on the bus right you're going to keep attracting people in that way they're going to keep showing up in that way until you understand this is emanating from me this is about my limiting beliefs not their limiting beliefs so what is it now that I can I can change about the way I look at myself and the, what I believe and and what new more empowering belief can I introduce into the equation that will override this limiting belief the more I practice it right so for one thing there's nothing for me to fight or defend out there it's not so different what I believe from what they believe and if they want to believe what they want to believe let them I don't have to feel threatened in in the way in what I believe right I'm a powerful being and I can see that that at that because I believe what I believe it actually makes me makes it easier for me to manifest a better outcome and a better relationship with these people so in other words you know you have way more power here than you think you do and 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 this is an example of that like I said this is a huge example of that right uh, you can see now where this is coming out of a, a you know older experiences that have nothing to do with and his family so you understand the source of this now that you have a fear of disappointing people because you have a need still to get them to love you and accept you and so you think you must change this is the opposite of of like you know when people say well I need them to change so I can feel better about myself the opposite of that is well I need to hide who I am so I can get them to love me more and accept me more right it's kind of the same thing it's like two sides of the same coin the, the the thing is that it, it comes down to thinking that you need to do something or somebody else needs to do something or change in some way in order for you to be happy and feel good about yourself when again that's nothing could be further from the truth nothing could be further from the truth and it just doesn't work that way the more you see this as a problem the more you try to hide who you are and what you believe in and and the and the and the you know the belief system and the spiritual path that you follow the more reasons will show up and manifest for you that will, you know, for you to defend that. So you have to just lay down the sword at some point here and say, you know what, just for now, it, it can be okay that they believe this, they think I'm weird or they want to challenge me on this. That's fine. Let them. I don't have to engage in that battle. I'm putting down my sword and I'm going to follow my spiritual path because I believe in that. And I'm going to manifest better outcomes with these people. You have the power to do that, you see. And you can see it here. My stepmother even cut me off, probably because of posts I made on Facebook about Reiki healing. So you see, you have this understanding now. If 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 I don't hide my, what I believe from people, then they'll cut me off. They'll stop loving me because that's a you know that's that's like a a very traumatic kind of thing for somebody, especially someone who's your stepmother, someone who loves your father to sort of stop loving you or at the very least cutting you off has that connotation to it this person has stopped loving me now as a result of my beliefs uh, about spirituality here so damn you know so the fear comes up now of well what other people are going to cut me off and stop loving me because again it's about how it feels to you so the cutting you off anyone cutting you off whether it's an ex a best friend a family member 
feels horrible, right? It feels like they stopped loving you, like they're cutting off love from you. And it starts to get you to think, you know, well, maybe I'm not lovable. Maybe what I believe is wrong. So I need to hide this thing because look at what's happening. But again, we see external circumstances as being evidence of, of, of supporting or limiting belief systems, right? Oh, uh, people will stop loving me if I believe what I believe. And so there's the evidence. See, that person stopped loving me. They cut me off. So now that's evidence that shows me that I was correct in my assessment that if I believe what I believe openly, people will stop loving me and cut me off. So that's how we go through life, thinking that external reality is always somehow evidence of our limiting beliefs being true, but all their evidence of is our limiting beliefs playing out in physical reality because it's nothing but a reflection of our limiting beliefs that we've practiced. That's what it's actually evidence of. So that should be empowering. That should tell you, oh, if I change my beliefs about that, then so will the reflection change as a result, and then people won't cut me off. People, it doesn't have to be that they stop loving me. It could be that they are afraid. They are afraid for themselves. So they're actually on a fearful path in their life. But because I'm on a fearful path in my life regarding belief systems and spirituality, so we're a perfect match to each other now vibrationally on that level. So I, I, I can step out of that equation. That's within my power. I don't need them to love me right now and accept me right now. I need to work on accepting and loving myself and accepting and loving and be embracing my beliefs and my spirituality the way that I see fit and doing so unapologetically without excuses, whether the, these people love me right now or not for it. But doing that persistently and consistently will cause them to change as well. Or at the very least, what will happen is that you will attract more like-minded people to you. Because, and I know you mentioned that too at some point, well, I wish I could have more people who believe that the way that I believe. Well, as long as you try to placate people who don't, you won't attract those people. Because those people are out there living their lives openly about their spirituality. They don't even care about their family, what they think. You know, sometimes my family, I think they kind of laugh at me. They don't quite get it, you know. They, they're, they're, they're like, you know, not very religious people. <clears throat> but, you know, they might just look at me like, what a kook, what are you doing, you know. Uh, they've practiced a lot of negativity and worrying and anxiousness in their lives, and I adopted a lot of that growing up. So I've kind of forked off a little bit from them, you know, in, in regards to understanding that that kind of, way of thinking, being anxious and worrying all the time doesn't bring you good outcomes in life, that the opposite of that brings you better outcomes in life. So they kind of look at me like I'm crazy. You know, that's okay. I don't need, they still love me. I don't need them to think that I'm not crazy. <laughs> and maybe I am. And that's fine. I've accepted that about myself. You know, everyone is a little bit crazy. But the point I'm trying to make here is that, you know, at the very least, once you accept yourself on that level and who you are and what you believe in, and you do so without apology, without apology, without any excuse, you embrace yourself and you say, I'm a powerful, creative being and I deserve the dignity of believing and following my beliefs just like everybody else. I live in a free country for one thing, right? I can believe what I want to believe and I don't need you to believe what I believe and I don't need you to love me. That's your decision to love me or not. I'm going to choose to love and accept myself and as I do, either you will change and adjust as a reflection of that or what will happen is I'll attract more people into my life who do accept me, who do believe what I believe, who are a match to the way that I'm looking at things. 
And so then I don't need you to love me because I'll have all this other set of people to love me and accept me with whom I can meet and congregate and talk about this stuff and learn uh, collectively with them and grow collectively with them and have that support system, you see? So one of those two things or both will happen, all right? But it has to begin with you putting your foot down a little bit. You're going to have to put your foot down. Sometimes we have to put our foot down a little bit too with people, all right? And that's, that's an act of self-love. And I know it's difficult, especially when you think, well, this is a kind of a tricky situation because I, you know, I don't want to come in between my husband and his family. I don't want it to affect our marriage. But if you worry about those things, then that's what will come about. So you got to not worry about those things because in the end, if he loves you, he'll accept you as well, just the way that you are. And if he doesn't, well, then you're going to have to read him the riot act about that a little bit. You know, you're going to have to like grab him by the balls a little bit and listen, son, I'm your wife. Okay, your mother's not your wife, your sister, your brother, they're not your wife, I'm your wife, you chose to marry me, this is who I am, and I accept you the way you are, and you need to accept me the way I am, or this ain't gonna work, all right, so, you know, again, sometimes we have to lean in a little bit to confrontation, I'm not suggesting that you do that, but I'm suggesting as a last resort, sometimes you have to put your foot down and show people who you are, Okay, um, you know, but you won't need to do that if you work on accepting yourself for who you are and what you believe in and doing that unapologetically. Okay, and I mean, here's another thing I want to tell you about this. If it really comes down to, and I don't recommend that you get into arguments about religion with people. I never do. Okay, but I'll tell you if it ever comes down to that, and somebody, you know, you're at like some family gathering. And uh, somebody says, you know, well, this goes against the Bible and this goes against that. There's plenty of evidence in, in the Bible and in Scripture that supports law of attraction teaching, as a matter of fact. One does not have to exclude the other. They're, you know, they actually go hand in hand very well. The only thing is that over the centuries, power struggles have ensued and people who are not very well aligned with themselves have used scripture and twisted it in a way to disempower the masses. And here we are still stuck in that kind of way of looking at things, but we are emerging from it bit by bit as individuals, we are emerging from it. So the thing is, um, you know, you can even use this to kind of uh, uh, for yourself, for your own purposes, say that, hey, what I believe doesn't really contradict what they believe so much. Even if you don't need, you don't want to necessarily engage with them on that level, try to convince them of this in some level, because you'll probably still get a lot of resistance. You can use this as a way to, to kind of, you know, uh, 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 improve your idea about what it is that you believe. Because in your mind right now, again, it's in your mind that you think that what you believe goes against what they believe and goes against what your family believes and your stepmother believes. Because you believe that, of course, that's how they show up as a reflection of that belief. But you can tell yourself, hey, you know what? And if you Google this, you can see it all over the place. All right? But I'll give you a couple of examples where things in the Bible support what we're teaching here and what we're talking about here. Right? And I'm getting this. I just Googled this from a, like a, a, a little blog. I can send you, send you the link for it. But again, if you just Google this stuff, you'll find, you know, oodles, like endless sources for this. All right? Uh, Matthew chapter 21, verse 22, and all things whatsoever you shall ask in prayer, believe you shall receive it, 
right? So it says here, and Jesus in one of his teachings alluded to the law of attraction by stating that anything that you ask in a prayer, believe that it will be given to you. And this was the most direct reference that Jesus made to the law of attraction. The conventional teachers of law of attraction would put it as this. When you ask or desire for something and believe in your mind that you can have it, then you activate a strong current of attraction which will draw you towards its manifestation. So this is exactly what Jesus was conveying through, uh, though he, he referred to asking as prayer. Again, it's just semantics. It's just calling something uh, by a different name, but it's the same thing. Yeah. Here again, Matthew chapter 7, verse 7. Ask, and it shall be given to you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. Yeah, here's another one. Luke 17, 21. The kingdom of heaven is within. It's within. What happens on the inside is what gets reflected on the outside. So you find the kingdom of heaven within you. You align with what you want within you. You start to feel good as often as possible within you. You think more positively. You override your negative thinking with positive thinking. You create new positive habits of looking at the world, of thinking, of speaking to yourself. And that's where you find the kingdom of heaven. It will become reflected back to you in a better way through your external reality. Right? It even says here, one of the most poignant teachings of the Bible is its allusion towards seeking heaven within yourself instead of in the external reality. Right? Because that's what we, how we try to do. We think we got to get them to change. We got to get it to change. And then we will find the kingdom of heaven, quote unquote. We will find happiness. Because that's what the kingdom of heaven really represents. It just represents peace and happiness and contentedness and centeredness, right? And it's within that we find that. That's where we make the adjustment. And external reality will fall in line with when we make that adjustment on the inside, right? So here, Jesus was known to point to the fact that there is really no outside, but that everything was within us. The authentic teachings of law of attraction always talk about how the outer reality is nothing but a reflection of the inner reality. If you would stop focusing so much on your current reality and spend more time visualizing the kind of reality that you want, it will bring your, you inner peace and place you in alignment with your desire. Instead of seeking satisfaction from the external reality, focus on the inner peace of being. Right? Uh, again, John 10.30, I and my Father are one, right? There is no separation between me and God. There's no separation between me and the universe and the physical reality. We are one. It's all energy. I am made of the same energy as these people are made of, as that table is made of, as the bed is made of, as my car is made of, as money is made of, as all of it. It's the same energy. I and the Father are one. Yeah? 